Welcome to the Periods and Power Moves podcast with me, your host, Vianney Lee. This show is here to inspire, empower, and activate you to discover the power of your menstrual cycle and how to use your unlimited power to heal yourself on all levels of your mind, body, soul, and spirit. I know you're wondering, for what purpose? Well, I used to suffer from severe PMS and PMDD, and when I started to notice that my cycle was my superpower, everything changed. I'm a menstrual cycle alignment guide, master practitioner, and energy healer, standing fearlessly in my activated womb power, aiming to challenge and disrupt the status quo of menstruation and feminine energy. Join me weekly on this show where I'm talking about all things menstrual cycles, womb awakenings, energy healing, spirituality, human design, the subconscious mind, feminine leadership, success, sex, and spirituality. If you've been taught that productivity is how you're valued and considered worthy, if you've been disconnected from your body, intuition, and spirit, and you're ready to journey back to yourself, if you have energy draining cycle problems, feel dissatisfied with your life, business, and relationships, and want to trust your body, even if you have been able to in the past, this is your sign. You are the kind of soul that I serve with my full, open, and whole heart. I invite you to journey with me. Let's rise. It's finally time to unlock your intuitive and healing gifts. Activate the inner healer and the guide within you and build your online spiritual and energy healing coaching business. Because when you do, you'll be on your way and on your journey to becoming an intuitive energy healer, powerful coach and master practitioner. Hello everyone, my name's Vianney Lee and I'm the founder of Status Flow Collective. I'm an intuitive integrative energy healer, a trainer of NLP, master coach and hypnotherapist and menstrual cycle alignment guide. And I am here to empower you and activate you to be fully seen and expressed in your soul truth. I am super excited to tell you that I am running a free masterclass live on how to build your online spiritual coaching business with intuitive energy healing and alignment. This is for coaches, healers, guides, leaders, change makers and transformational service providers. This is being held on Monday the 28th of June 2021 at 6.30pm British Summertime. That's 1pm Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. I want you to register now for this free event. In this masterclass, you are going to learn the principles of building an energy healing and spiritual life coaching business that feels in flow to you it feels aligned to you and it helps you to attract invitations from clients wanting to work with you you're going to learn the quickest ways to discover the internal and energetic shifts you need to create to fully come home to yourself align with the rhythms of your body nature and your soul's purpose so that you can become the person who guides the collective to self-healing and massive transformation Discover the secrets of my new ethical and trauma-informed wave of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, and how these magical and powerful tools of the subconscious mind can completely transform your life, upgrade, recode your mind for success and alignment, and do the same for the people and the clients that you so want to help in this world. You're also going to learn the one thing that you need to do to establish yourself and build authority as a coach or a guide or a healer. And hint, hint, it has nothing to do with how you structure your coaching or your energy healing sessions. Plus, join me for a live Q&A session at the end of the masterclass so you can get all of your questions answered in real time. Like I said, I am here to empower and activate you to be fully seen and expressed in your soul's truth. I weave in my intuitive and integrative healing approach that leaves behind a trail of liberation, balance and an expanded soul frequency. I've been learning, mastering and becoming a trainer of the subconscious mind, the body and the energy system and this has really helped me live my best life and build a successful and soul aligned online spiritual coaching business. 
Now I wanna help you live and create yours. So register now for this free masterclass. The link to sign up is in the show notes. It's finally time for you to unlock these intuitive healing gifts. Because like I said, when you do, you'll be on your way to becoming an intuitive, energy healer, powerful coach, and masterful practitioner. I cannot wait to teach you these transformational tools. So sign up now and I'll see you there. Hello, hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Periods and Power Moves podcast with me, Vianney Lee. Today I've got such an exciting episode for you. This episode is all things about sex and sensuality. If you thought you knew everything that you need to know about sex and sensuality, then you are wrong. If you want to know all the juicy details on how to embody your femininity, how to enhance your sex life, elevate your relationships, then listen to this live podcast episode that I did with the wonderful Eleanor Hadley. So Eleanor is a sensuality coach. She's a sex educator and the founder of um, Sensualista, a unique feminine movement practice designed to empower students to reclaim their innate sensuality. So through one-to-one coaching, group programs, retreats, workshops, and speaking, Eleanor is absolutely on a mission to help you embody your femininity and enhance your sex life and elevate your relationships. So like I said, tune in and listen to how to tap into your own sensuality, the importance of trust, and how you can have better orgasms. What you're gonna learn from this episode in particular is what it means to be a feminine feminist, the importance of talking about your, your orgasms, what it means to step up and lead, how to have better sex, and we are debunking some myths all about orgasms. So get comfortable. This one is a really juicy, honest chat. I know you're going to love it, and I'll see you on the next episode. Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another live podcast episode of the Periods and Palmas podcast. I've got a really special guest today. Um, Eleanor Hadley, you may have heard of her as the queen of sensuality. I've actually been on her podcast. Um, I think it was right at the start of the pandemic. Um, and she is just an absolute light when it comes to all things about sex, sensuality. It's not letting me paste it. Okay. Sorry about that. There we go. Posted the comment or the caption for today. Eleanor's here. I'm going to let her in. Let's see. Go live. Amazing. I think we should be working right now. My allergies are crazy at the moment. Hello, my darling. Hello. Hello. How are you? you again? I know, I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. Uh, Let me just turn the volume up. Sure thing. That's better. Oh my goodness, let me just push this back a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've just done a quick intro. Mm -hmm. Just sharing the love about you and who you are and letting people in and posting the comments and all of that good stuff but Um, I would just want to just kind of repeat that because I had to pause the live because my comment wouldn't post (laughs) live technical dramas so for those of you that are joining thank you so much for coming in this morning um this is a live periods and power moves podcast episode with a very special guest i've got the queen of sensuality eleanor hadley and i actually was on eleanor's podcast i think it was right at the beginning of the pandemic wasn't it i think so yeah it was gosh it feels like 2020 was just an entire (laughs) write-off so i don't know it feels like 10 years ago Yeah, it feels like 10 years ago. And we spoke all things related to sex and menstrual cycles. And I'm, I've just been dying to get you on here for about a year, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so you can share all of your knowledge and your wisdom around how we can embody our sensuality and just be the badass babe that you absolutely are. And just take all of your skills and all of your knowledge. Um, and also, I know that you're 
well equipped for helping us in, enhance our sex lives and our relationships. So it's going to be a really juicy chat. For those of you that have questions, there's so many of you that are coming in. Hello, 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 hello. Um, and you haven't seen that I actually put a question box on my Instagram stories last night for us to kind of pick Elena's brain. Um, you can just drop your questions in here and we can answer them towards the end of the episode. So that's me rambling with my ramble mind. I would love to welcome you to the stage now, Elena. And tell us before we get started, I would love for you to tell us before we get started how you're honouring, celebrating and respecting yourself today or this evening because I know you're on the other side of the world. (laughs) Honouring, celebrating and respecting myself. Good questions and like very, very good to make me kind of stop and think, okay, am I doing that? (laughs) How could I be doing that better? Um, So something for me, I've just recently moved into a new house. So I am having the best time nesting and just making it beautiful and surrounding myself with beauty. So that for me feels really nourishing. That feels really good. Does it feel like home? Yeah, it does. At last, it was a long journey to find this place, but it feels absolutely perfect. So I'm very happy. I'm so happy for you. I did see a bit of that on your stories of you trying to find somewhere and it was quite a long process for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, COVID-induced rental crisis uh, was not on my side. So yeah, but we have somewhere now. It's beautiful. Well, congratulations. And the other thing I want to ask you is, where are you in your cycle right now? Do you know what day or what season or what phase you're in that you'd like to share with us? All of the above. Um, I'm on day four. Um, and for me, this is actually getting closer to spring because my winter is always very short. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how are you feeling on day four today? I'm feeling good. Um, I tend to have an inexplicable amount of energy early in my cycle. So I'm feeling pretty good. And I love love chatting in this season. It's quite um, all over the place for me. Uh, But yeah, I'm feeling good. I find talking and showing up during your menstrual phase is so powerful. I feel like real truths really come out and, you know, they say the veil is lifted or the veil is dropped. You're able to just be and show who you are. No kind of act or performance. You just are just who you are. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honoring you and Mm -hmm. inviting you to just be that today. I haven't planned anything. (laughs) Fabulous. I like to flow. I mean, that's kind of what we do, right? That is what we do. But just before I actually logged on, I a few questions actually came to my head that I actually did just write down. Um, so I'm going to just kind of flow with that. And what I all, always do at the beginning of my podcast is pull a card, a pull an oracle card. So I'm going to share what that is at the end and see if there's yeah, anything okay. that's in, in line with what the two cards that I pulled so let's get started then so I suppose where we can get started is who you are what you do and how you got into this line of work okay so my name is Eleanor Hadley I am a sensuality coach a sex educator and a sensual movement practitioner and gosh the way that I got into this um It probably started a lot earlier, but I like to say that it really kicked off when I used to own a pole dancing studio years and years ago. Um, I was very addicted to pole dancing. I loved it so much. I went through all the levels. I bought a studio. I ran that. And that um, journey actually inspired me to create my own movement practice, um, which I have called Sensualista Flow. And from there, I started coaching. I started teaching more about sex and sex, sexuality, um, teaching lap dance. And it's just kind of, it's gone on its own journey from there. Yeah, I can see the journey that, well, I've seen the journey that you've been on from the time that I've known you. 
and it is yeah. growing. Why do you think that there's so much interest around the work that you do? What are the things that you've think, discovered? Yeah, you know, it's so fascinating. I think that um, I, I know for me personally, I've always had a very keen interest in the taboo. Um, I find it really interesting to talk about the things that kind of make a lot of people squirm. Um, <laughs> I find it really fascinating to really go there. And so a lot of what I talk about is a little bit left of centre. It's a little bit out of the box for most people, um, I guess, in the mainstream, especially. And particularly, I find there is a fascination with the movement side of things, particularly in lap dancing, because it's something that people have a perception of, but they have an intrigue as well. And so um, I find that a lot of people are just like, oh, my gosh, tell me more. I want to know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want you to, in this space, feel really confident and encouraged to really go there so mm. this has just dropped in sources just dropped in and said this to me right now what topic out of all of the things that you specialize in because there's so many things there's sensuality there's sexuality there's feminism there's embodiment there's movement there's all of these different things that mm. you touch on what topic really really lights you up that you could talk about all day long when it comes to the work that you do Oh my gosh. What topic lights me up the most? It, it is tough because they all <laughs> really, really light me up. Um, yeah. oh, what have I been talking about a lot lately? For me, something that I find super fascinating because my work is specifically around femininity um, and I consider myself a feminist, I love diving into what it means to be a feminine feminist um, mm. and the difference between, you know, feminism that talks very highly about, um, sorry, not highly, but deeply about toxic masculinity and the problems with men and masculinity, um, whereas I believe that feminism is really missing feminine energy um, and disregarding that. And so something that really fascinates me is talking about the difference there and how we can still be feminists and be feminine and how femininity as an as an energy as a quality um is what we need to be focusing on um more in just life and society in general that is that's really that's really beautiful and that's really important i love how you brought in the both sides of the masculine and the masculine and the feminine so what benefit would you say there is for someone to really embrace their feminine energy as a feminist what have you found oh yeah I think that we first of all you know it's about getting clear on what femininity means um, from an energetic standpoint because a lot of people assume feminine means female right mm. and it's a gender binary that's not it at all the energy of the feminine is the flow right we both love all things flow. Yeah. Um, it's about community. It's about collaboration. Femininity is, is all of these things, all of these energetic traits. And so to be a feminine feminist or a feminist who really honours the feminine traits, it's about recognising that all of us, regardless of our gender, regardless of our sex, our identity, our expression, we have these different qualities that go from go and flow, from yin and yang, from masculine and feminine, and that not one is better than the other. We exist, we live in a patriarchy, um, and we can see how the, the pedestalization, I don't know if that's a word, but putting um, yeah. the patriarchy and masculine energy on a pedestal um, to such a degree has actually been really, really detrimental for us. We can see that in the way that um, male suicide rates are really, really growing and um, a lot higher. We can see that in the way that the earth is suffering. We can see that in the ways that the masculine energy has gone towards the toxic end of the spectrum. Um, and this isn't to say that, that masculinity in itself is inherently toxic. That's not um, true. And I think that mm. unfortunately a lot of people hear the word toxic masculinity and they think, oh, masculinity is toxic. 
no femininity can be toxic as well anything can be toxic mm. everything exists on a spectrum um and so i think that what we need and what feminism this new wave of feminism really needs is more respect of the actual feminine qualities in every single body regardless of gender yeah powerful yeah absolutely and i think you're right there i think the minute you see one word teamed with another it's a program isn't it you automatically would assume that being masculine is toxic but we we need to talk about toxic femininity as well what yeah what kind of things are we looking out for when it comes to toxic femininity so for toxic femininity I would say it's um you know the the shadow aspects of the feminine and these are things like you know high manipulation um it's Gossiping to a degree that is detrimental. Um, and when I say gossiping, I think it's really important to recognize that linguistically gossiping is actually um, a functional uh, trait of women in society. Um, and it actually is a good thing. But obviously, there is a detrimental side, there's a light and dark to everything. Um, I think the other toxic feminine traits are um, kind of withdrawing and being um more individualistic as well as instead of community um it's uh being overly emotional and using your emotions to judge everything um as opposed to responding it's reacting instead of responding so mm. things like this they can cause a lot of harm as well yeah that's that's this is a really interesting conversation <laughs> <laughs> and I like I like how we've gone there because I'm going to bring yeah. it back to you know the the work that you do but I feel like this is all encompassing and it it, mm. it carries so much importance on all of the work that we do if we're all linked to this um the work to enhance women's health um mm -hmm. or to bring us back to that state of flow and yeah. allow us to tap into that divine creation which is essentially yeah. that womb space right yeah so um someone says always interesting mm. convos with our beautiful eleanor that's so sweet thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so mm. i do want to i do want to talk about um one of your reels that I saw and oh I loved which one? it got so much attention <laughs> and I was like let's talk about this so um your most popular reel was the one where you were talking about how your dad bumped into someone that you knew yeah and they and he they asked what you what you what you're up to or what you do and your dad said women's affairs women's and you affairs. were like well dad actually i teach women how to give lap dances and how to have better orgasms hi i'm just quickly interrupting the podcast episode because it's my podcast and i can do that but i just wanted to ask you like do you ever feel like the universe has been whispering to you that you have it in you to build a successful energy healing and spiritual coaching business. I used to struggle with believing that I had what it takes, hiding in my spirituality closet, trying to fit in. But over the last few years, I've really figured something out. Fitting in is just so 2018. Three years ago, as you know, I was struggling with severe PMS and that hormone-based mood, mood disorder, PMDD, that completely wrecked my self-esteem. And while healing from this condition, I wanted to help people in a really impactful way. I began to remember and feel the pull that I was meant for so much more. I already was on this entrepreneurial journey, but no matter how hard I worked, it just felt like I wasn't at my highest and most aligned divine potential. Do you hear what I'm saying? I was already practicing healing and wellness, maybe like some of you are already, as a lifestyle, and I had this deep desire to begin living in this way. Maybe you can relate. I was struggling with trusting and believing that I could really activate my inner healer and guide, sometimes feeling like an outsider and a bit misunderstood. Okay, maybe not a bit misunderstood, but massively understood. I knew I was intuitive, sensitive to energy, and I could feel myself being called into something greater. I was always given advice and support out of my friends and my family and kind of felt victim to not filling up my own cup and recognizing that I just craved these teachings that were outside of my remit, right? And how to get to that next level and align with my intuitive energy and soul's work. Then 
I finally began working to retrain my subconscious mind and work with energy to focus my expansion and my soul level healing. And when I did this, this was the result. I healed my menstrual cycle, my mood problems. I became more deeply connected to myself, creative, magnetic, energized. And I started my profitable online coaching business, helping women all over the globe become more of themselves come home to themselves through the power of their intuitive menstrual cycle and unlocking all of the limitations that were keeping them in mental and physical stagnation. But most of all, I just feel so much more confident, strong in my power, accepting of myself, so crystal clear on my purpose. And today I'm obsessed with helping my clients powerfully embody, integrate and transform and amplify their gifts through the power of their subconscious mind, their bodies and its intuitive rhythms and cycles and the power of the healing and the healing power of their energy systems. Got a bit tongue-tied there. Anyway, I don't want anyone to be held back the way that I was. That's why this week, Monday the 28th of June at 6pm British Summertime or 1pm Eastern Standard Time, I'm hosting a free masterclass to show you how. So register for the masterclass. The link is in the show notes. I'll see you at the masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I love that because I sometimes I find even the work that I do, it's like they tiptoe around what it is that we actually teach and what we're actually here to share and you know how we're leading this space so I suppose was there any kind of like shame that you had to decondition from or what kind of what kind of patterns do you see from people who come to you with this kind of cloak over the shame of really talking about better orgasms sex sensuality and giving up dances yeah oh gosh it's so it's so fascinating and like I mean bless him he's my father he probably like you know it's, it's a bit much to you know tell yeah, absolutely. your friends that your that your daughter teaches lap dances and talks about orgasms all day um <laughs> he's very supportive but <laughs> um I think that it's so fascinating when people you can kind of tell people's relationship to, you know, openly discussing certain topics. Cause you know how like sometimes in conversations people will be like, oh yeah. And then um, I had a orgasm and they'll kind of whisper. <laughs> or they'll like, if you mention the word, they'll go, oh. yeah. <laughs> look around and, you know, hush, hush about it. It's so fascinating to me. And I was actually chatting to my housemate recently about uh, like, we were just talking about vibrators. Cause of course we were. And she was saying, oh, I, like, I just don't understand why people always bang on about how all oh, this vibrator is so discreet. She's like, I leave it on like my bedside table. Like, you know that that's something <laughs> that I do. Like, I'm not hiding it. Like, what, can we just go past hiding it? Um, and so a lot, of my, a lot of my clients, I think, have kind of moved past that to the point of actually wanting to work with me because they recognize that this is something that's important in their lives. Mm. But I think that the conditioning runs so deep that our femininity that our sexuality that our pleasure is shameful and that it is something that's taboo and something to be spoken about in hushed tones or not at all um and to be honest that's part of the problem we can't if we can't talk about our orgasms like good luck having great ones because you need to be able to communicate about these things um in order to really enhance them i think yeah absolutely Great soundbite there, Eleanor. We can't talk about <laughs> orgasms. Good luck having great ones. <laughs> um, so talk to me about your, your experience with stepping into this line of work. Like what, what did you have to let go of in order to be able to... And this leads me to one of the cards I pulled, actually, and I'm going to talk about it now. The card I pulled for you, Eleanor, was Priestess. Oh, love that. How are you being called to step up and lead? How can you be the leader that you wish you had? Um, And it says, a priestess is a teacher dedicated to service, freedom and leadership. 
you don't need to have it all together and to lead but in, you know it's better if you don't so you know some people may look at you and I and think that we've got it all together we know everything to do with the topics that we teach and I just really want to kind of go back to that question there how are you being called to to step up and lead and how are you being the leader that you wish you had before you mm. got into this work oh gosh it's I mean how wonderful that that is the car that was pulled because it's definitely a theme that I've been exploring recently. Oh, and Taylor just commented, I'm pretty sure you know this too. <laughs> so <laughs> this is something that I've definitely been exploring a lot lately. And I think that anyone who goes into business for themselves, particularly when it is your own business, your own brand, um, and you are the face of the brand, it can feel... Um, really really important and you can feel a lot of pressure to be absolutely across everything and perfect and to have your shit together you know um, and that you can only teach often the, the assumption is that you can only teach until you when you've reached this level of perfection in your area of expertise and yes this is my area of expertise but that does not mean that I am perfect every single day and doing every single practice all the time um, I think that a lot of the time we do teach um, that which we need to learn the most um, for me I know that this these topics that I teach on, I'm so deeply passionate about. I know that, like, they light me up. I also know that I'm by no means perfect. And um, in my life, I think, you know, especially on social media, we can see and project onto other people that, oh, they have their shit together and I don't. So I, I can't possibly share my story or my services or what I have to offer until I reach this whatever constantly moving goalpost of perfection and then and only then should I be able to teach right and it's definitely something that I battled with myself but I have noticed over the years that for me especially and I'm a projector just like you I know that I'm not here to go and study from someone else and take their knowledge and then just spit it back at someone else right most of my um, my expertise, my passion comes from my own direct experience. Oh, okay, I've just been gaslit, like, out the wazoo. Okay, let me tell you <laughs> what I learned. I'm going to share yeah. this with you. Um, and so it's not about this perfection of, like, oh, I need to be absolutely flawless and have all my shit together before I even consider sharing it. It's, oh, I've learned. And I'm constantly learning and I'm going to keep sharing with you my story. Yes, because your, your story, like just, I, I don't know where I heard this, but I just love it. Like, let your mess be your message. Oh, I love that. Isn't that so good? I can't remember who said that to me and I've just been like, oh, and it's true. It's like, if anyone's feeling called to teach or to share from an experience, an experience that may feel taboo or may feel like it's got some shame revolving around it. Yeah. Let that messiness of that situation be your message because the more we do that, the more we're empowering others to be able to step up and lead as well because we're all we've all got that ability within us. So let's get to the burning questions. The burning questions, which I'm dying to ask you. Is um, how do we have better sex? All right, how do we have better sex? First of all, talk about it. So, like, tick, we're talking about tick. it. <laughs> um, so, I think that it's it's a process, right? And a lot of people, when they consider working with me or even hear just about my work, they go, "Oh, so what? You just teach people how to have sex." Like not necessarily. We all know how to have sex. Like we can generally figure that out. It's just about the quality and it's about the intention behind it. And so I think everything starts with understanding our own conditioning first. Mm. Because a lot of people would say, oh, okay, you're going to teach me how to have better sex. 
and they expect I'm going to say, okay, what you have to do is you've got to go up, down, left, right, round and round, seven, 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 you know, that friend's <laughs> reference. Monica. And that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. I'm not going to teach you a formula. This is how you have to do what you have to do um, because there's so much more. And I actually just got off a coaching call with a client who was describing to me how she was having great sex with a partner. And then, you know, there was um, a bit of conflict in the situationship. And suddenly she's like, and then we tried to have sex later that night. It was awful. They said, yes, because you're missing the most important thing. And that's this sense of safety. I feel that this person can hold space for me. And so to have better sex, we start from the beginning. And this is where all my work starts from self-inquiry. Okay, what is my conditioning around sex? What are the, um, the messages that I received growing up? What shame might I have? Do I have any trauma that I need to work through as well? And really peeling back those layers of social societal conditioning and getting to the heart of what our own sexuality looks like. Then from there, we can take it outwards and into our actual physical body and start to explore from a sensual lens is, is the way that I teach. And I believe that every single moment of your life can be sensual. It can be this exploration in pleasure. And that doesn't have to just be sexual pleasure. You can experience pleasure just eating a piece of chocolate like it's delicious. But when you slow down and you take your time, it's magnificent. And moving through the body, and then we start to take it outwards, right? And we go, okay, what are our relationships like with our lovers, with our partners? And how am I communicating with them? Am I sharing with them my desires? Um, am I communicating my boundaries properly? Am I able to flow through conflict and allow myself to be vulnerable with this person? And do they feel safe? Do I feel like I can drop my guard? Especially if you're someone who identifies as a female, we need to feel really safe in order to have deep pleasure and incredible orgasms. If we don't think we can trust ourselves, if we're self-pleasuring, or if we don't feel like we can trust the other person, we're not going to experience that deep pleasure that we're capable of. Mm. Long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, no, it was, I was like, more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, beautiful. And yeah, you've hit on so many important points there. Safety, communication, um, being vulnerable. I want to know, you talk about um, someone's pleasure potential. Yeah. What is that? Oh, your pleasure potential. So, so if we talk about the chocolate, right? We all know chocolate is delicious and we can sit there mindlessly eating an entire block of chocolate, right? And then we go, oh, it's gone. We go, huh, kind of forgot where that time went. Um, I wasn't really there. I know it was good. Now I just feel full. Um, or we can tap into it a lot more and we can absolutely savor it. If, ever, if anybody has ever done um, mindful eating, it's taking the time to really drink in the senses and think, okay, how does this feel? Like, is it like melting through my hands? What does it smell like? What does it look like? How does it feel in my mouth as I you know, take one bite after the other? Really tuning into your senses. Suddenly you have this tiny block of tiny just piece of chocolate and it's the best thing you've ever eaten in your life. And so I think that pleasure potential, like everything, exists on a spectrum. So you can have something that's like, yeah, it's really great. Like you can have great sex. It's like, yeah, it feels really good. Wonderful. Awesome. And go for it. But there's always a potential to experience deeper, more nourishing sex. And when I talk about pleasure, and especially when I talk about sex, I often talk about the difference between what I call snack sex and gourmet sex. And so snack sex is like that piece of chocolate that you're just like, you're just having, or you go through the drive through and you get some chips. There's nothing wrong with chips. We all need some snacks in our lives, right? It's delicious. <laughs> and I'm never going to say stop eating chips because I love chips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but they're not super nourishing. After I finish eating some chips or just like a block of chocolate really quickly, I'm not like, ah, oh, yes, I am fully satisfied and I feel nourished and my, my um, cells are super happy, I know. Right, but then we have gourmet sex. Gourmet sex is akin to this beautiful gourmet meal, like a degustation, you know, you've got a wine pairing, there's like white linen on the table, someone serving you. All the meals maybe are slightly smaller and more delicate, but you take your time. Like you're never going to sit at a five-star restaurant or a Michelin hat, I don't know, restaurant <laughs> and go, ah, oh, um, I'm just going to like pick this up and just shove it in my mouth and then like say, what's next? You know, it's mm. it's delicate. It's small. You're going to take the time to eat it with a teaspoon and go, oh, my God, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also not expected to have a five-star meal three times a day every single day, just like you're not going to eat chips for every single meal every single day. Yeah, I love that. Snack sex or gourmet sex is a really great mm. way to kind of think about the spectrum and how we can relate this to everyday life. Yeah. So what you're saying essentially, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is to slow down. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Slow down and be more present. Yeah. Are you saying this works with ourselves as well as with partners? Definitely. And I would actually say that the best place to practice is mm -hmm. with yourself. You know, if you find, if we're speaking sexually, if you find that you're consistently um, either ignoring your self-pleasure practice or you're just reaching for a clitoral vibrator and you're just going, yep, 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 cool, done, little snack, feels good, satisfying, <laughs> done. Then, and there's nothing wrong with that. We love vibrators. We love, like, those clitoral ones with the back. It's so good. But it's important to honor yourself and take the time every once in a while to slow down and luxuriate in your own pleasure in your own body treat yourself like you wish a lover would treat you like can you imagine if a lover just came in and they just went and then they left you're like oh i mean like thanks loved that yeah. but could have been more satisfying mm. it's not roses exactly <laughs> smell the damn roses i've got roses right in front of me and i can literally oh. smell them so when that came up i was like <laughs> um what was i going to say to you so talk to me about what what do you think can happen what are the kind of like common side effects or negative or disempowering effects of someone ignoring their sensuality I'm not embracing it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of us are ignoring our sensuality and not embracing it in everyday life because the way that I often describe sensuality is almost like living life in technicolour. You've just turned the colour up and suddenly everything's more beautiful and you're like, wow, that that flower over there is incredible and you can't stop banging on about how incredible it is. Um, sensuality is akin to mindfulness, but it's kind of like with an embodied twist instead of just noticing things and going, oh, yes, I can see that that's a pretty flower. I can feel some sun on my skin. Yes, and noticing, right? Uh, that's a lot. A lot of the time what mindfulness is is just being aware of things. Mm. But with sensuality, it's really embodying it and finding pleasure in that too. So, yes, I notice the sun on my skin, but, oh, my gosh, how good does it feel to just luxuriate in it? You know, how good does it feel to just luxuriate in my own touch and really just be present? So I think that a lot of us are not present in our lives at all, not present with ourselves, not present with our partners, and people around us as well and so a lot of us are kind of living just this dull kind of robotic life and that's not to say like everyone who's living that way is bad or wrong it's just kind of how we've been conditioned and so it's a practice 
to say, actually, mm. I want to turn on Technicolor and I want to live life a little bit more vibrantly and I want to actually explore. And a mantra that I actually tend to share with my clients is, how can I make this moment more pleasurable? I love that. Yeah, that's that's gorgeous. How can I make this moment more pleasurable? It works in every single aspect. Yeah. I love it. Another burning question. Yes. What do we need to know about orgasms? What are the common kind of myths or misconceptions about orgasms that you want to you need to kind of debunk with us today? What do we need to know? Oh gosh, there is a lot. Get comfortable. About <laughs> okay, let's talk. I'm going to talk about orgasms now. Um, okay, so for vulva owners, we are so beyond orgasmic. It's not funny. We have so many different types of orgasms that are available to us. A lot of the time people quote it as five or seven. Um, there's a lot of different types as well as blended orgasms. So I think for anyone who is listening, or watching who identifies um, as a woman who is a vulva owner, just know that your body is built to be orgasmic. And the more time that we spend in a state of arousal, the more intense and like incredible and implosive our orgasms are going to be. So I think what a lot of people don't realise when I teach my workshop called orgasms 101 um, and how to unlock our female orgasms is that they a lot of people don't actually know that there are more than you know two types of orgasms yeah um a lot of us are very connected to our clitoral orgasm that tends to be the most accessible um and it's a good time so i am not one of those sex educators that's like stop using um vibrators and stop having clitoral orgasms because you want to have those deep internal ones yes the deep internal ones are fabulous um but just like the snacks and the gourmet it's nice to have a little bit of both so mm-hmm. know that you are designed quite literally to be orgasmic um we know that the clitoris is the only organ in the human body regardless of sex and gender that is designed purely for pleasure it has no other function and so that's pretty bloody cool so amazing i think that's nice and powerful to know about yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely so what would you say is the most common <clears throat> the most common thing that people come to you or pattern mm-hmm. or belief around orgasms okay I have a lot of people come to me and either believing that they are inorgasmic, that they just can't achieve orgasm, or that there's something wrong with them because they take what they call too long to orgasm. Mm. And so I think that the, the most powerful, one of the most powerful things for people to recognise about orgasms and being orgasmic is that we take time and this is for anybody regardless of gender to understand especially about vulva owners is that we take time to actually be ready to receive and to be orgasmic it's not as simple as just like oh yeah let's kiss and then in and out we're done right penis is real simple like basic yeah just like with like the 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 hormonal cycle right men tend to be up down boom simple right we've got a cycle for us with orgasms we take our time it's really important to um to know that it will take up to 40 minutes generally between 20 and 40 minutes for a vulva owner to be ready to receive and that's ready to receive a finger a dildo a penis anything internally and if we aren't taking this time to really arouse the entire body first not just like oh okay so 20 minutes of on the clip no 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 no. (laughs) 20 minutes of taking your time Mm. so i often talk about this um the the eight stages of arousal which is i'm going from the outside in 
So for, for us with the feminine energy, right, our arousal starts from the outside and then it goes in towards our center. Often for a masculine energy, their arousal starts from the center. Immediately, mm -hmm. oh, my God, turned on, boom, hard, let's go. And then eventually, you know, you could touch them behind their ear and they just lose it. But that takes time. And so we need to understand this about one another, especially if we're in heterosexual um, relationships. We need to take time, start from the outside in, start from our conversation, our eye contact. Then you might start um, and touch the non-erogenous zone. So that might be holding hands. Like, you know, the first time someone holds your hand or they put their hand on your waist yeah. or your knee and you're like, ah! <laughs> you get a little flutter. Yeah. Like that's part of the process. Then kissing, you start moving towards erogenous zones. You start to, you're moving towards the ears, the neck, the breasts and the chest. And then you start to move towards the center, towards the outer labia, the inner labia, the clitoris. And then finally inside, there's a whole world inside of spots and erogenous zones. Oh, wow. We need to take our time. <laughs> this is just such an amazing chat. Like, <laughs> You've just said so many things that I think is going to be super helpful for people who, one, think that they can't have orgasms, two, think that they're doing it wrong or there's something wrong with them. Oh, my goodness. When I was younger, like in my late teens, when I first started becoming sexually active, I used to think that there was something wrong with me. And no, it just takes time. And we need to have these conversations because these conversations ultimately are leading to better sex. So what you're doing is incredible work. I've, I think we've just made a really good segue into talking about lap dances because you said to me, um, you know, making eye contact. And mm -hmm. for me personally, from what I see with your like oh, I'm just <laughs> obsessed with watching your lap dances is the eye contact that you make yeah so what is the key to pulling mm -hmm. off an incredible lap dance and also what is the purpose yeah. of a lap dance yeah mm, okay so I'm gonna start with the purpose so a lot of people have misconceptions of lap dances and yes strippers absolutely um like started i think um i don't know the entire history let's be real but um a lot of the lap dance kind of culture came from strip clubs and so we do have to thank um strippers for their service you know um because lap dances a lot of people assume oh that's all that it's for a lot of people actually assume that it is for the person in the chair it's for the lap right mm. and this is one of the first things that i teach when i teach my empowered lap dance workshops is that this isn't for them they are blessed to be a witness to you mm. in your power and so this person who's sitting in the chair, whoever it is, if it's a friend or a lover, they should feel absolutely honoured to be in your presence because this is for you. This is for you as the dancer. You are luxuriating in yourself and you're allowing yourself to be witness. And so it's a really powerful thing to do and it really cultivates connection between partners. I've had so many of my students tell me that they took home the skills that they learned in my workshop and tried it with a partner and ended up having like the best sex ever because they had this connection. And mm. so I love, I love teaching this because it is so much more than what meets the eye. That's why I call it empowered lap dance because it's taking away um, that connotation that, oh, um, it's a disempowering thing. You know, a lot of people have this assumption that um, that sex work or lap dances or anything um, in this vein is disempowering it by nature. But I want to challenge you and say, actually, if you do this from an empowered place where you know that you're walking into the room and you're asserting yourself, and you're like, I know I'm fucking amazing. You're welcome for being in my presence. You know, that's the yeah. energy we're going for. <laughs> um, and then yeah. in terms of the the eye contact right the eye contact is is definitely one of the most important things that I teach um a lot of the time 
I think people assume they'll come to a lap dance workshop. It's two hours. We'll spend, you know, most of the time dancing and I'll just teach you a routine. It's really not about the routine at all. You could be just standing there. You could spend the entire song or, like, I don't know, half an hour literally just dragging your fingers up along your arm. If you're making eye contact and you're luxuriating, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself <laughs> to be magnetic. Yeah. And this person is going to be hypnotized because you're just dropping in so deeply and enjoying yourself, your own body, your magnetism, that they're just going to be hypnotized. And eye contact is a huge part of that. I often teach about like the three levels of eye contact and that it's important to have that initial contact where you're asserting your power. You're saying you have to pay attention to me to be worthy of being here. Without it, you're just dancing for them. Mm. I love how you've just sp spun that on its head. Not like you've just done that. You, this is what you teach. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad I asked that question about what is the purpose because yeah. there's that, you know, that idea or that connotation that it's for the other person. It's not. It's about self-empowerment yeah. and it's to be witnessed. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. People must come to your classes like shy little bunnies and then they leave like <laughs> roaring lions, right? I yeah, see it. Totally. I see it on your stories. Yeah, yeah, it's really powerful. A lot of the people that come at the start, they're like, I don't know, are you going to make me dance in front of other people? Like, oh, like, and then I get DMs constantly before my workshops of people going, I don't know, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know if I can do this. And I absolutely understand it's a really confronting thing because it is taboo. It does feel really different and scary. Um, but when people take that initiative and go, okay, I'm going to try, they come along, they are so beautifully supported by everyone else in the room. And I try as much as I can in my workshops to create a space that is really, really safe. We are not judging one another. We're not comparing. We're celebrating one another. And by the end of it, I've got people paired up, dancing for one another, sharing lap dance with one another, and it's absolutely beautiful. And the space holders, the people in the chair, the laps, they are just so honoured to witness someone drop their guard and move. I need you to come to the UK. Like, okay. immediately. <laughs> love to <laughs> i need you to come so that's my invitation to you projector to projector i Thank need you, you here <laughs> okay let's just figure out how i can leave this country <laughs> yeah when we can finally travel again I can't um wait. okay so just to kind of like wrap up i did want to talk to you a little bit about how your menstrual cycle has played a huge part with you unraveling and uncovering more about your sensuality do you want to share a little bit about that absolutely um when i started exploring what the menstrual cycle is all about and how i could actually use it um for my own i guess nourishment it was an absolute game changer for me um, I recognized my own rhythms. Um, I know that on day one, I am not doing anything but simply resting. And it's really an invitation for me to be full projector mode and just horizontal and not feel guilty about that. Um, and for me, I also recognize, you know, in my ovulation that I am feeling so feisty and so on and sexy and just really really vibrant I I love allowing myself to drop into that as well and explore different sensual practices throughout each of my phases that really support me depending where I'm at so a game changer I I'm so so grateful to have learned all about my cycle and um, being able to tap into it a lot more what do you think would have happened if you hadn't 
been met with that awakening around your menstrual mm-hmm. cycle and the different superpowers yeah. that it gives you how do you know how your work would look now without that it would look so different because I would still be on the pill um, because I only went off the pill after 14 years of being on it um, when I finally learned what <laughs> the deal was with it um, and how harmful it was for me. Um, knowing more about my cycle has informed a lot of my work. I now teach it. I now um, inquire with my clients themselves as to where they're at and how they're working with their own it's it's informed so much of what I now teach. So I wouldn't have the business that I have today without actually exploring that path. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does make me so happy. And it's it's a funny time for me at the moment because I don't have a cycle. Oh, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I remember now. Oh my gosh! You can't see my bump, but it's like it's it really. You know, looking back, it really has changed everything for me. And I, you know, I look forward to the day that I welcome my cycle back, so I can continue having that roadmap yeah. and that internal guidance. Because right now, I'm a little bit mm. out in the ether without a cycle. I'm experiencing all of the seasons all in one day. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, I can imagine it's a big invitation to to rest. To rest right? and to surrender and to completely mm. let go. So, in, and, you know, without learning all of that, then this that may have felt quite a bit of, um, I might have felt a lot of resistance towards that. So I really do think your mm. menstrual cycle allows you to give yourself more permission than you ever would um, mm. as you go through those different seasons of life. Yeah. So, yes. So, quick little fire round before we wrap up. Sure. Okay. What are you manifesting at the moment? Oh, gosh. I feel like I finally just finished, completed a manifestation with this house. Yes. Um, so, you know what? A bit vulnerable to share, but I'm going to do it. Um, I'm probably manifesting. I am quite literally manifesting at the moment some love in my life and in in the shape of a relationship partnership that's beautiful i think it's time to read the other card oh yay it's funny i'm just i just use my intuition i'm just like okay you're manifesting Mm -hmm. love in your life and the second card that i pulled for you was you go first, or oh, it's called Leap. Sorry, I didn't show you the other card. This was the Priestess mm-hmm. card. Amazing. And then Leap, you go first. The universe will catch you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this it, this means in relation to you manifesting in more love in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this just let me know if this resonates. So life bends for the courageous. The universe wants to support you, but you need to leap. Throw your life up in the air. Perhaps you know what you're being called to leap towards or away from, but are scared to make the move. Or maybe perhaps you're waiting for a big fat sign or instruction manual or permission to do so first. If this is you, then your card, then this, sorry. If this is you, then this card is your sign and permission. Slip to take a deep breath and leap into the unknown. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to have to uh, circle back to that one uh, and keep you posted. <laughs> Definitely. Just use the powers of visioning and clarity and direction that you've got in your in your menstrual phase mm-hmm. right now to yeah. see what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a question here from Extraordinary Ordinary Mom. Do you have a course predominantly about menstrual cycles? I don't know whether you're talking to myself or to Eleanor. Eleanor? Well, I mean, I know you definitely do. Um, I don't have a course predominantly. I do have an upcoming course called The Embodied Woman Experience, and one of the modules is all about cycles. Amazing. So excited about that. Um, (laughs) And if that question is for me, then I do have a course predominantly on menstrual cycles as well. Um, So send me a DM if you're interested and find out a little bit more about that. So, Eleanor, thank you so much for today. It's been such a rich and nourishing chat. I literally could talk to you all day long. (laughs) 
I know. Same. I've loved our chat so much. So thank you so much for having me on the Periods and Powers podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom and for doing this work. How can people find out more about what you're offering and all the things about you? So you can find me on Instagram. I'm just at Eleanor Hadley. Um, So for those who are listening instead of watching, it's E-L-E-A-N-O-R-H-A-D-L-E-Y. My website is the same, myname.com. And soon I have coming up next month, the Embodied Woman Experience, which is a six-week intensive course where we're going to be diving into self-inquiry cycles. We'll be exploring self-pleasure, sex, orgasms, tantra, relationships, communications. It's going to be communication. It's going to be very, very juicy. Um, And yeah, I've also got soon once my ankle is healed um i'm going to be teaching a lap dance course as well for anybody who is not very close to me um in person then i'm going to be doing an online version of this course so that people can learn lap dance from home that is brilliant news that is absolutely brilliant (laughs) news for those of you that are listening and not watching i'm going to link all of elena's details in the show notes and i just want to say thank you again have a lovely rest of your evening congratulations on your new home rest that ankle and i love you thank you so much i love you too and congrats again on your baba thank you my (laughs) darling i'll see you soon thanks everyone for listening bye Bye. thank you so much for listening to the periods and power moves podcast with me viani lee i enjoy creating these shows for you so so much and as a token of my appreciation i would love to give you a personal shout out so if you've enjoyed this episode then come over to instagram and give me a follow at statusflow.co is my handle drop me a dm let me know what you thought about this week's episode or the episodes in general and i would love to give you a personal shout out on the show so that's at statusflow.co on instagram and i'll see you next week